So after three attempts, or two attempts to, to watch movies <laughs> off of my list, uh, we were supposed to go with Million Dollar Mystery this week. Uh, but guess what? There's nowhere to be found on the internet. That's because you make up movies. I don't make up movies. They have IMDb pages, okay? Yeah, and you made those up too. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true at all. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Look, uh, I know that people can attest to the fact that Rad is a movie. Even Tosh.0 did a whole segment on Rad, the, movie, the BMX movie. <laughs> Tosh, Tosh point oh. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to make a joke. I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> well, like, well, like who's Tosh point oh? <laughs> yeah. I got it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess I'm not in the beta wave there. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, both Million Dollar Mystery and Rad are, are movies from my childhood, and I thought I, we would definitely be able to to watch at least Rad. But uh, apparently, no, no one. I thought wrong, you know. Uh, with all the different streaming uh, capabilities and torrent sites and lockers <laughs> that you put things in. <laughs> I wonder what you're referencing, man. Uh, I'm surprised that not one of these places had Rad or, especially Rad or uh, Million Dollar Mystery. Million Dollar Mystery may be a little bit more obscure. It's basically a. Uh, Technically, we did find a site that had Million Dollar Mystery. It didn't have the video on it for some reason. It had the page. It didn't have the page yeah, for it. Yeah, that was strange that it, it had, had the page, page for it. For the video, but the video wasn't on the page. <laughs> no sense. So, uh, we ended up going my third pick off of our list. And so, if anybody has a copy, a VHS or otherwise, of the other two movies, Rad or Million Dollar Mystery, I will. Take it off your hands, you know, you know, pay for it to an extent. <laughs> or my mom's a werewolf. Yeah. We can get that one back up and try it again. Uh, or you can even watch it with us. That would be great. But uh, for whatever reason, we couldn't find those two movies. But we found my third movie, which was Midnight Madness. Which uh, I don't think at the... Well, the only way you could find it is if you... Well, it was available on... We got to watch it off of Google Play. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the YouTube said that you can get it off of Disney, like, on demand or something like that somewhere. Yeah. So, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a streaming service or what, or if it's just, like... For it for something. Yeah, um, so... Like, it's probably, like, HBO on demand or, or whatever, but... Who knows? We got it off of Google Play... Obviously, if Disney is, is has it on their on demand, I think at now they at, they have it as part of their their thing. But they it could not have been a Disney movie back in the day. Uh, yeah, I I mean it has a lot of alludes to um, Disney, like with the Mickey Mouse start of. You're start right. Thing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah I looked it up. 
They, they did release the movie, but they tried to keep that a secret so that teenagers would want to go and see it. Ah. Huh. So you're telling me that this movie was aimed towards high, for, to high school kids? That's teenagers. Who, teenagers? That's who this, this movie yes. was for? I mean... With all the... The shenanigans and <laughs> sexual situations. I, I think that was the funniest part is that we all, when we all pointed it out that each scene is the start of a, of a porno. It is. Yeah. actual porn happening. It's true. I'm positive. <laughs> they just bought a porn script. And we're like, eh, we don't really need them to fuck. <laughs> um, we can do without that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the unnecessary part. Yeah, and, and you know, teenagers are, are not going to go and watch Disney films. <laughs> so they, at all. So what did they release it under? I have no idea. You just know that they released it in secret under something else. Sure. That would be crazy, though. <laughs> how How would Disney, like... Well, I mean that's I what, that's kind of what I mean. Disney was doing with like Miramax for the longest time. They kind of it was that was their their show house, their art house kind of film title or film True. distribution. Buena Vista. Buena Vista, but see, Buena Vista still had the castle, so you kind of knew that it was Disney. True. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, let's, uh, first off, it was this movie's called Midnight Madness. Um, I believe it was also called an alternate title of it was The Great All Nighter. Yes, <laughs> uh, or the all night treasure hunt. I'm sorry, that's what it was, the all, alternate title is. Oh well, then the line in the movie makes no sense <laughs> when he calls it the great all nighter. Yeah, oh, in we'll that s- throwaway oh. line that I'm, I'm sorry is the, at the end of the, the movie. USA working title was the great all nighter. Oh, uh, but the, one of the other US, USA working titles was the all night treasure hunt. Ah, uh, we also have uh, still doesn't make sense having that line <laughs> at the end. What was the the line at the end? When he was like, "Oh, this is the great all nighter that I designed." <laughs> what? Okay. You literally have not called it that this whole movie. And now you're just throwing that around. What the hell is going on? So the, some cop comes in and you're like, "Let me tell you about the great all nighter." What the fuck are you talking about? See, look at this. This is what IMDb says that it has it has it up here on Amazon to to watch on streaming. It sure does. From two from two ninety nine. Yeah, but that wasn't there yesterday when we were looking for it. Weird. It must have been today. They were just like, you know what? Let's release it <laughs> <Yeah>. today. Yep. <laughs> Someone bought it on Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> must mean that there's an audience for it. Let's yep. go ahead and, and put it out. I'm positive. I'm positive exactly how that happened. <laughs> You can't have Google have one more play than us. <laughs> uh, let's see what we have. The right it's a, written and directed by the same two people, so it's Michael Nankin and David Wetcher. Uh, let's see what Michael Nankin Household has. Names. Right? I, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a time when I wasn't like, you know what? I want to watch a <laughs> Michael Nankin movie. Totally know who they are. <laughs> uh, let's see. Director wise, Michael Nankin's got forty three credits, so. That's not too shabby. There's a Van Helsing TV show. Oh, was that that one oh. where they tried to do on NBC? Was it about Dracula? Or Maybe something? it says 2016. Dracula. Yeah. Vanessa Helsing. Yeah, Dracula. That's what I said. Yeah. The show Dracula. Oh, no. the show was called Dracula. Yes. Ah. Oh. 
Never mind. <laughs> it's like a new new show. Because <laughs> oh, it's from 2016. Uh, apparently, yeah, with the Van, Van, Vanessa Van Helsing as the ca- main character. Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Because, you know, we, it, and it looks like uh, it's a Mad Max kind of world that the posters looks like it's set in. So Really? Yeah, I'm guessing uh, post-apocalyptic dystopian world. So, once again, NBC is... I don't know all if this, this is, money. I don't know if this is NBC. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You were conf- okay. I was confused. I got confused as well. <laughs> we're back on the same page. Okay. Maybe. So after, uh, well, see, before Midnight Madness, is he had two shorts, Junior High School, Gravity. After Midnight Madness, he has, uh, looks like a bunch of TV shows, because there's Life yep. Goes On, Picket Fences, American Gothic, Roar, which is an Australian show with with uh, Heath Ledger, uh, huh. Cover Me, Veritas, The Quest, uh, Invasion, Eureka. Wow, there's a big jump in time then. No? The sci-fi what? show? Yeah, Eureka, the sci-fi show. Huh. Midnight, huh? Yeah, Midnight Madness was in 1980. He didn't go, he didn't direct another movie or another TV show until 1990. Jeez. When Life Goes On was on. Huh. He didn't uh, need to. Life guess, went on. He I guess, is. I guess it did. Uh, He's getting all that midnight madness money. <laughs> uh, an episode of the Dresden Files. Um, Ooh, I've seen that. Terminator: The Zeracana Chronicles, Battlestar Galactica, Flash Forward, Heroes. He did an episode of Heroes. Sweet. Uh, CSI, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, Lie to Me, Caprica, The Cape. Six yes. seasons in a movie. God, that was <laughs> such a. Good show. Alphas didn't the, do well. The Last Ship, The Witches of East End, The Mentalist, Crossing the Line, Black Sails, Killjoys, Complications, Defiance, Blood and Oil, Turn, Washington Spies, Hells on on Wheels, and then this new show, Van Helsing. So he does like nothing but genre work. Exactly. He just goes from <laughs> all the stuff that is at Comic Con. <laughs> yes. He works on. He probably is like a huge person at Comic Con. <laughs> I imagine he would have like a, a huge like uh, panel. Because like every single one of those shows, I've at one point seen a banner at Comic Con for. Very much so. Now let's see if him and David Wetcher have stayed together as a as a partnership. Did it last? Did it last? Uh, like all Hollywood relationships. I'm saying nope. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, no. He, had, he he only has 15 director credits, but he also stayed in TV. Uh, in 1983, he had Likely Stories Volumes Two and Volume Three. Uh, 1986, The Malibu Bikini Shot. Ooh. <laughs> 1986 Sledgehammer. Oh, let's find out. We will have to <laughs> the Malibu watch this. Bikini Shop. Two brothers who have just graduated college inherit a bikini store from their aunt. <laughs> totally, <it>. yes, <laughs> totally happens. You know how awesome. how those things happen. So yeah, that's a you know 1980s. I can't wait to inherit my bikini store from <laughs> my aunt. Your strange aunt. <laughs> But he also went on to do uh, Scariest Places on Earth, Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, Making the Team, Cowboy U, America's Top Cowboy, Man vs. Cartoon, CMT's All Jacked Up, and Penn & Teller's Bullshit. Nice. He directed (laughs) episodes of that. 
in that 2010. I did like that show. Actually, I liked Tell a Lie better, but the one, yeah, bullshit the one that the, was an all right too. Yeah, uh, he wrote the short story that the faculty is based off of. Huh? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so he's got those credits going for him. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like the. Um, it looks like they both kind of started out like directing stuff and writing stuff together. Um, him and Michael Nankin. Michael Nankin. Um, but after Midnight Madness, they kind of departed. But it kind of seems to me like <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, that... The departed. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I can't help myself. They, de- <laughs> <laughs> they had a hand in making that. <laughs> Awesome movie <laughs> with Scorsese. One of the best movies ever made. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying they, they weren't involved in that at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it seems like they... It almost looks like maybe they went to school together because the, the last two ones before Midnight and Madness were shorts. Yeah. So... I'm going to say that they started off as a team and then in in my fake trivia page for this movie, because we haven't gotten to the trivia page part of the show yet, uh, (laughs) they had a big blow up in the middle of making Midnight Madness over over what to use Michael J. Fox's character as. And then they decided (laughs) they'd go their separate ways after that movie. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's all in my head. (laughs) They're that's, like that's we, head cannon. We we know this kid's gonna be a star. One Wait, of them we need a... was like, look, we have a quarter pistol. We need to use it. And the other woman was like, no, we we need to have oh. Paul Rubens be the, the voice of sanity in the middle of this, despite having quarter pistols. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how accurate or. Uh... You know, uh, uh, thrifty that quarter pistol was. I mean, the guy gave him a dollar and he just shot all kinds of tokens at him. So, uh, I don't see how that pinball city is, is stayed in business. Well, none of them are because <laughs> there aren't any arcades anymore. This is true, but you know, not from the, the lack of, uh, uh, or not from people like Paul Rubin's character. It's, it's more, it's all those game consoles and, Right. Kids not wanting to leave their homes anymore. God, rock'em, suck'em, robots. <laughs> Go outside for once. Pac-Man video <laughs> games. So, essentially... Make out parties. <laughs> uh, the tension spans can be measured in nanoseconds. Uh, we have, what, five teams in this game. And it's uh, the blue team, which is led by the biggest jerk that they could... Uh, possibly write down. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it works on multiple it levels. Does, it does work on multiple <laughs> because levels. Because he's fat. Because he's all... And they definitely make you notice that he's fat. Yep. Over and over. I, I don't know why Baron Harkonnen was in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Dune was a pretty big movie. <laughs> why did he need to be in this one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a spot-on joke. Somebody out there... <laughs> will watch both this movie and Dune and be able to make that connection. And they'll be like, you know what? Well played. Comment below if you get Chris Juicy Stroke. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's the rich guy who gets all his stuff handed to him by his daddy who runs the blue team. 
Uh, we have the green team, which is all the football t- players. Meat machine. The meat machine. They go on record calling themselves the meat machine. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and they, they roll around in the meat wagon, which is a goddamn Volkswagen bug. <laughs> which is a VW bug. <laughs> There's so like can... ten of them in this fucking... It's the five biggest gadoons that they can find <laughs> squeezed into a Volkswagen bug. How they all fit in there. I have no idea. How did that how that vehicle went? Baffles the mind. <laughs> they were probably Flintstoning it. I wouldn't doubt it. That's more likely what was going on there. Uh, then there was the red team, which was made up of all the, the women of Zeta, yes. Zeta House. The, I don't remember. The weird all female <laughs> sorority house. Yes, of the four members. <laughs> uh, and then the white team, which is the nerds. They yes. were all nerds, and you knew it. They, 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 they all looked exactly it. the same. They had the same haircut. They wore the same glasses. They all talked in a very nerd voice. And uh, they did the and other than the team leader who was I don't even remember what his name was at the moment. It is Eddie. Oh, Mandark. Um, <laughs> well, yes, yeah, it's, Mandark. It's the actor who does the voice of Mandark. Um, Wesley. It was his name in the movie. He was the yes. only one on the white team that got to have a name. The rest True. of them were Debater One, Debater Two, and Debater Three. Even all the football players got to have names. They were every other team had, had names, had flushed out <laughs> characters, except for the nerds, because the nerds are just nerds. Uh, <laughs> and That's then, a theme of this movie. Yeah, don't <laughs> be a nerd. Nerds. Don't be a nerd. That's right. You but know. you know what? Like I, I just realized this right now when we were talking. The game master, you can say, is a nerd. That's true. But it, really he has true. those two. Those he, two girls. He has he his own bitches. harem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so somebody's telling a lie. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, Disney needs to get on. The, oh my is god! Is it okay that's to be a nerd the and not be a split them up. <laughs> the one was like fucking nerds. They can't do anything. The other one's like bullshit. This dude, he gets bitches. <laughs> Uh, and then um, Jay Baruchel right here, <laughs> he gets bitches. That's true. The the guy who created the game in the movie, he looks like Jay Baruchel now, even though this is 1980. So maybe so Jay Baruchel is a vampire. We've confirmed. <laughs> we will have to go talk to Jay Baruchel and be like, "How is it that you were in this 1980s movie and look exactly the same now?" And he will have to tell us because we've confronted him. It's true. It's the rules. It's, it is the rules. <laughs> um, we have... Uh, we'll have him drink holy water. <laughs> but don't worry, it's not real holy water because he's not really <laughs> a vampire. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like that. Bring it back That's around. Better make a ladies reference. I like it. Uh, so, yes, 1980s. Uh, this is made in 1980. Before we get to 1986, Revenge of the Nerds, I believe. That's when Revenge of the Nerds comes out. Sure. And you know, then it's all of a sudden it's okay to be nerds, but then it's really not okay to be nerds until ooh, like nowadays, like, yeah. <laughs> like where nerd chic is in. It's true. Um, but the yellow team, the yellow team is the team that we're supposed to be rooting for. It's probably the most diverse other than the blue team who has blade on their team the, the one hispanic in all of la <laughs> it's true yes. in this movie uh, and of course he carries a switchblade with him everywhere of course with a name like blade <laughs> why wouldn't he have a switchblade <laughs> plus he's hispanic plus he's hispanic so you have uh you have our main character adam larson 
which is played by David Naughton. And I want to say that, yeah, his most... Uh, young Scott Bakula. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like Scott Bakula. But his most famous role is that of um, Adventures... Or Adventures... What did I say it was last night? Adventures An American... In American Werewolf Welcome. in London. That's it. He plays David Kessler in that. So, uh, yeah, he's... 12 parsecs. 12 par- You can't just be naming random things. I can, though. <laughs> that's, that's my function on this podcast. Your random things. I make really out there tangential connections. <laughs> And then that you are t- tenuous at best. <laughs> and then you two argue, and then I'm stuck in the middle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so, I, what's I like going that. on? <laughs> uh, he was also the voice of the Shriek, the Streak. I'm sorry, in the Justice League animated TV series. So the episode where they had the the fake Justice Society of America oh, show yeah. up. So he was basically Jay, Bar- Jay Garrick, yeah. but not saying Jay Garrick or oh, The Flash. Oh, man. That, that miniseries was awesome. That was. That arc. That arc was awesome. That was badass. Uh, that was my favorite. And most recently, he was in American Horror Story, Mr. Samuels. What? Yeah, episode of, the, of that show. He's in, People he's, watch that show? Uh, it's a very popular show. Yeah. And we don't watch it. Uh, Waking Nightmare and Guardians of Luna, whatever those things are. He's, he's in them right now. Sweet. Um, whereas the rest of our team, we had Laura, uh, his love interest, yes. played by Deborah Klinger. She looked familiar to me, but I don't. I couldn't tell you what I've seen her in before. Uh, uh, the most she... recent thing was 1982, Heart to Heart. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Scott Baio is who I meant. Oh, not Scott Bakula. Yeah. Yes, he looked a lot more <laughs> like Scott Baio yeah. than Scott Bakula. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Uh, then we had uh, David Damas as Marvin. I'm, I'm guessing is the black man who had the oh, jeep yeah. that they reason, mm-hmm. really the, the only Toyota reason jeep. One, the Toyota jeep the only reason that he was allowed onto the team because they true. needed some form of transportation. They needed a car. 2005 so was his man. last movie of Don't Touch It If You Ain't Prayed. What? <laughs> you heard me. Okay. <laughs> Pastor Jones, Falcon Crest, Enos, Midnight Madness, and Good Times. That's all six of his credits. Good times. <laughs> he was an episode of Good Times. <laughs> of course, uh, he's black. <laughs> not going to touch that one. Racist. And then the fifth, oh no, the fourth member of the team was Michael J. Fox, playing Scott Larson, Adam Larson's younger brother, <laughs> who's very aff- afflicted and, you know, very much... Uh, Conflicted? Get isn't afflicted a word too? It is, but am I not using it right? No. Okay. Well, he's conflicted then. It'd be like One... if he had some illness or something. Uh, okay. Like something was troubling him. Well, he is troubled. He's troubled yeah. by the fact that his parents kind of. left him for the week. Yeah, for the week, but... even though it's his birthday, his brother didn't remember his birthday. Fine. All he wants is his brother's attention. And you still didn't use it correctly. I didn't so use it conflicted. It's, fine. it's conflicted. Uh, you know what we. Oh, and then the last member of the team, and I don't think we need to go through Michael J. Fox's uh, what? filmography. <laughs> I think you know it, right? Spin City? Spin City, exactly. It's the most famous thing he's yeah. known for. Newsweek. Yeah. News Radio. News Radio. I don't think he was Same on. thing. That's Dave Foley. Is it? Yeah. Who was on both of them then? 
I'm pretty sure there was somebody that was that was on news radio and, and Spin City. City. Yeah, mm, I don't think so. I think I those shows like were it. on at the same Andy time. Dick? Andy Dick wasn't in Spin City. No, no. Mm. <laughs> Andy Richter. Mm, neither show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we had a uh, Joel Kenny who played Flinch uh, for whatever reason. Thus, thus the real oh, big, yeah. the big, um, you yeah, know, Elizabeth uh, Myers' dad. Elizabeth who's dad? Oh, Elizabeth Myers' dad. Myers dad. No, that's that's uh, Robert Carradine who was actually was in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, yes. Uh, no, uh, Joel Kenny he rapes a chick at the end. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Uh, one of his, he, he only has three she's acting okay credits. She's okay with it, though. <laughs> she had a great time. Oh, yeah. She, she's totally okay with it being <laughs> date-raped at the end of that movie. She goes with him. They become married couple. Uh, Rivals. And Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> and they have Lizzie McGuire. Uh, 1981, he was in a movie called Rivals. And then in 1986, he was in the Malibu Bikini Shop. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. they liked him enough, they put him in their, their next movie. Uh, as a delivery man number one. Nice. And that's Moving it. On up. That's it. That's the end of his movie career. Oh man. He, he did not he did not do anything else after that. He so such a promising that's unfortunate. Career. But he is the, the, the other part of the don't be a nerd and you'll get everything you want in your life. That's true. So he was uh He gets bitches. Well yeah, exactly. Yeah. After he decides not to be a nerd that's anymore. So true. Because he he, he he gets he goes in to see Scott Larson. Who's the freshman counselor on the college Adam campus? Larson. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry, right? You're right Adam Larson uh, and uh, Scott Larson is is Michael J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. That wouldn't have made any sense for him to be it this wouldn't. freshman counselor. Uh, but he, <laughs> he's 15. <laughs> Picturing it. <laughs> Uh, he he seems to have all like, of his. I don't know, man. Yes, <laughs> all of his <laughs> with his squinty face. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> That's the one thing about Michael J. Fox. I think he still looks the same. Like he really does. I mean, yeah. obviously he's obviously strange. older, but he still looks exactly the same. Yeah, his <laughs> face just is like a little bit droopier now, but that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, his hair is shorter, obviously, but that's just chosen style. Yeah. Um, but I mean, was he goes in there and don't he's having he's not having any problems with it? His chicken. Don't call me chicken. <laughs> he's not having any problems with his. Uh, with his schoolwork, he just kind of more has a problem being a social person. Yes. So he, uh, so uh, Adam just tells him, "You just have to be confident and just go and ask someone out. Get a girlfriend. <laughs> Your grades will improve. That's right. Yeah. What? <laughs> Everything in your he life is will the be better." Worst counselor. <laughs> That's not how that has worked out for anyone in the history of humanity of ever. So he. He uh he goes and he gets in gets a date from his his mother sets him up on a date with a a friend of hers a daughter of a friend of hers or something like that and yes mm-hmm. he and as soon as Adam sees this girl that one glance and he's like goo <laughs> no I'm coming gonna with save us. you because no. holy shit because the girl had glasses and braces and everybody knows that makes for a terrible girl it's true definitely so. <laughs> worst two years. <laughs> They pull, they pull her, they pull him away, and he's in his tuxedo because it's the first date. So why not? Why wouldn't you be in a tuxedo? Well, yeah, it I was mean... 1980s. Apparently, you know, you did things different back then. Uh, and as as the night progresses, 
he loses his bow tie, he loses the jacket, and it's you know true. he just becomes cooler, and more yeah. confident, and eventually he has like three buttons undone. <laughs> he does get the girl. He gets he gets a couple girls at the end of the movie. He the, does. The, the getting their phone numbers. So he's he's much cooler for knowing Adam. Uh, <laughs> he steals their vehicle. He does steal their vehicle. Like he literally says, "We're going to the uh, was it the the miniature golf place." I yeah, think that's the one where they're they were like, "We're not going that way." He was like, <laughs> "You are now." <laughs> Step aside, bitches! Like, oh, oh my gosh, we're being taken away, <laughs> yeah. and they're so happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you what? haven't gathered this yet, folks, this movie is odd. <laughs> it's a very strange movie, and but it's so much. I'm going to say that one of the reasons I, I love I loved it as a kid is got to be it's it's right up there with like Goonies. In this adventure, putting things together kind of way, like for me, I did like that portion, yeah. like how they're trying to figure it out. Like, cause we were, I was trying to figure it out too. Yeah, like the yeah. little clues and what uh-huh. they could possibly mean and stuff like that. I, I've always wanted to do something like that, so I yeah. guess that just struck something in me. Uh, how is it, how like this whole thing is supposed to take place in and around L.A. Hollywood? Yes. You know, uh, that kind of area. Yeah. And yet they all seem to get from place to place very easily and very quickly. Like Little to no traffic. <laughs> oh, when... yeah. In 1980, <laughs> nobody lived in L.A. Oh, is that what it was? There, there was no traffic. So they LA. were at which, uh, whichever, uh, fi- fictional or a uh, real uh, college campus. Yes. And that's where the start of the game is. And they need to get to... Uh, UCLA, probably. It might, might be UCLA. It might be... Uh, uh, what's the Caltech? You know, yeah, maybe it could be. It could be maybe anything. Uh, Marymount. Mar- 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 yeah, well, that one. <laughs> LMU. <laughs> and then where they they get from there, they need to get to Griffith uh, Observatory, which I yeah. imagine is not going to be really close to the. I've never been there, but it can't be. It's not. I haven't either. I uh, I've never seen a university. The one time I've been to Griffin, so I don't know. <laughs> Plus, plus the observatory, as I imagine, has got to be a little bit away from the city so that you can use the the telescope. It's, right? It's pretty close, actually, but really? it's on top of like a mountain, and yeah. so there's like a, kind of a long, like like a narrow road that you have to go through. Just, it's pretty long, just to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's... So there you go. It's just that that's an, uh, you know just in itself shows that it's going to take a long time to get there, uh, or it should t- that first part of the of the of the all great all nighter should be long. Uh, I forgot to say the the guy who plays um, Harold, the leader of the blue team, uh, is also a very uh, active actor. He's eighty seven credits. I think is probably the biggest one is that he was on uh, Animal House, National Lampoon's Animal House. Ooh. He was the 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 guy at the beginning of the movie. That's uh, he's Kent Dorfman. He's I think he's the one that's rushing the ha- the house. And if anybody's seen it, but. He he does a lot of voice work too. He has a, uh, you know, um, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, Sweet, Bobby's World. Oh, <laughs> we are intrigued. <laughs> faith and uh, have faith. Uh, Gabriel's Fire, Dream On, Hallie and Rose, uh, Shake Rattle and Rock, Magic Kid Two, Howie Mandel's Sunny Skies. Apparently, Howie Mandel liked him. Freakazoid. Oh, Freakazoid. I liked Freakazoid. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. <gasps> oh my gosh. 
Babylon 5. Interesting. Peter, <laughs> if you're listening. Buzz Lightyear of the Star Command, The Adventure Begins, Little Mermaid 2, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, the video Little game. Little Mermaid 2, Buzz Lightyear. Awesome. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear and Ariel. Great crossover right there. Uh, Scrubs, where are they now for the Delta alumni update? Uh, Christmas Vacation 2, which I didn't even know they made, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Awesome. <laughs> that the little part of that I didn't even know they made was also in the title. That's it's a strange title. It is. <laughs> it's very fitting, though. Uh, very, very. Um, so when the, the Leon is the character that is the Jay Baruchel. Yes, and he uh, he for whatever reason is independently wealthy. Yeah. With, sure. Sure. Why not? He's, he's, he owns those girls. <laughs> if, if for no other reason, he does own those girls. Like, they are very loyal to him. Really like are. I'm pretty sure they will take a bullet if someone were to come in through that door and shoot at him. Probably. Uh, but yeah, they they uh, he he's 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 not only has he set up this game uh, to to the point where he 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 knows that they're all they're all going to be able to follow it but he knows that the five people that he's picked as the team leaders even though they said no we're not going to play will eventually play yes because psychologically their profiles fit and he knows that the things will work out in the way that they need to for him to play yeah i, I wish you would have dwelled more into that like right? to figure so like we see have a scene like how he configures <laughs> that or something i don't know like it's almost like like he he used them as a as a human Rube Goldberg device. It's true. <laughs> or, or like or like like have show like how he's been watching them or know them. Yeah. Like how did the how did he know about those people you know, in order to like send them invitations? How did he know that that night Meat Machine was going to go in and just open a keg up in the middle of Zeta House mm-hmm. and, and blast all the Zeta women with beer? How did he know that the the debate team was just going to get so upset with the football team? That they would need to prove them wrong. <laughs> Has to be more than that. He's just—he's <laughs> just smart. He's just—he's a great planner. He did say that he watched them for like a year. He did. He did. He said he watched them and stuff, but he—he he just knew that it was all going to come to a, a climax at that that day. Uh, <laughs> uh, his prophetic powers, being a vampire. <laughs> So now it's just crossing over to the real world, I guess. (laughs) That's kind of creepy. Um, I didn't even notice that the the tagline for this, did either one of you? What? The most fun you'll ever have in the dark. Uh, (laughs) I think they're skipping. Well, it's Disney, I guess. Yep. (laughs) And you get to see like half a boob. (laughs) <laughs> because now let me explain. <laughs> right here's so, Chris Jitsi with the we boob news. Start this movie, the boob report. Every eighties movie has to have boobs. It does, <laughs> and this one delivers. Kind of, kind of. We have two women roller skating everywhere, even onto the football field, which makes no sense. It makes none whatsoever. Apparently there was a sidewalk right next to the football field that makes even less sense. <laughs> Whatever. So one of these women, Sunshine. Sunshine. Sunshine and Candy are their names. I don't think it was Candy. It was. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. On the credits. 
So sunshine and candy are roller skating every every place and inviting people to this game. And sunshine just is against bras. <laughs> she does not wear a bra for at any point in this movie. And while she's roller skating around in her yellow tank top thing, you can pretty clearly see her boobs. <laughs> her areolas. Her yep. nipples. So that was played by a uh, Kristen Break Baker. Uh, she has a total of 11 credits to her name. It goes Jamie James at 16, Police Woman, Car- California Dreaming, Teen Lust, Gas Pump Girls, Midnight Madness, <laughs> Cruising, The Seduction of Miss Lo- Leona, Friday the 13th Part 2, Please Don't Eat the Babies, and Weeds. The Seduction of Miss Leona? <laughs> yep. It's a TV movie. Is it she a plays sequel? Sue. Is it a sequel? A sequel? Sequel? No. To this movie? No. Madame Leona? No. no. Who, who's Madame Leona? God, you, oh, we just that's right! The the, movie. <laughs> I forgot. That is strange that it would be called Mrs. Le- Mrs. Leona. And then Candy was played by Deborah Richter, who has forty-eight credits to her name, so got a little bit more work done. Um, <laughs> we got the Waltons, Beretta, one-on-one, uh, Centennial, Charlie's Angels. The Rebels, Hometown USA, Portrait of a Stripper, Barnaby Jones, Stone, Gorp, The Adventures of Sheriff Lobo, Bosom Buddies, The Phoenix, The Fall Guy, Riptide, The New Mike Hammer, TJ Hooker, My Wicked Wicked Ways, The Legend of Errol Flynn, Cheers, Hot Moves, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Airwolf, All is Forgiven, Winner Takes All, Hill Street Blues, she had quite a role in Hill Street Blues as Daryl Ann, The Hooker. Huh. <laughs> uh, she was in Cyborg with Van Damme. Wow. Uh, Men Behaving Badly. Fully Exposed, Fully News. Distressed Angelino, number one. And then her last one is Baby Voices, Lawyer, number one. 2014. Interesting. Very. <laughs> but that was the closest you got to in this 1980s Disney movie for a set of boobs <laughs> and that was chris gcu with the boob report half a boob rating <laughs> <laughs> so obviously not as good as just one of the guys no <laughs> <laughs> that was the best <laughs> i'm not afraid to say it <laughs> We have, uh, so that's, you know, uh, 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 we'll have to come back to that segment, I guess, in, yes. in future uh, VHS Gems. Where does it fall in the boob, the boob report? So as you were it's saying, uh, that this, this um, movie inspired, uh, what's it say? The movie inspired Joe Bellafor, a high school junior in Clearwater, Florida, to create a similar game. He took the game with him to Stanford University. Then, ultimately, to Microsoft, the game, as it came to be called, in, in turn, inspired the movie The Game, 1997. Feature film debut for Michael J. Fox. David Naughton drinks from a very conspicuously placed Dr. Pepper bottle. He starred in the I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper commercials. That's why I knew. That I, 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 they looked very familiar back in the day when they had the, yeah. the I'm a Pepper, You're a Pepper commercials. Right. He, apparently, he was in those commercials. Who? 
uh, the guy who played Adam Larson. Oh. And in the movie, uh-huh. he drinks a Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. It's very well placed right in the middle of the yes. label out. All teams in the movie, aside from the red team, has That's one not. of their players wearing a pair of all-star Converse. Did not notice that. Fair enough. Disney released this film. It's second to be rated PG by the MPAA, the first being The Black Hole of 1979, without any mention of its involvement in hopes that teenage guy, teenage audiences might be more likely to see it if they didn't know that it was a Disney picture. However, the cover art of the DVD release of the film in 2004 credits the film to Walt Disney Pictures. I'm pretty sure at that point, people either knew or didn't care. That's true. They're going to watch it for whatever reason. In the scene in which Harold's... (laughs) In the scene in which Harold's team interrogates Scott in the van, Andy Tennant, who played Melio, was sick with the flu and had a fever over 103 degrees Fahrenheit. He yeah. could have died. He could have died. And no one would have cared. <laughs> uh, the stop motion animation program Robot Chicken, shown on Adult Swim, has featured brief homages to the Midnight Madness, two in episode 110, uh, Dunk, and one in episode 26, 1987. In the first episode, two scenes from the film are reenacted, one where Leon reveals himself to the team leaders, Another where blue team member Barf assembles the letters of a clue into the nonsense word Fagabeef in the second (laughs) the chant of Meat Machine is reenacted. Original title, The All Night Mystery or the All the All Night Treasure Hunt is a title was changed to avoid confusion with Scavenger Hunt nineteen seventy nine. Dirk Blocker's film debut. uh, a reference to the Walt Disney production when the white team ends up ends their search for a clue at the Mickey Mouse star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, the Starfire game is the video arcade that provides the clue to the final destination. Was the action was an actual arcade game of the period? The gameplay was real. However, a special open cabinet for a standing player had been created for the movie, since the real game cabinet was an enclosed cockpit in which the player was seated. So that that Star Wars game where you're fighting yes. you're blowing up star uh tie fighters is yes. is an actual game called the Starfire? Oh. I guess so. I guess just I'm a not um, sure. A big Star Wars movie? Yeah, I just I mean I would figure I mean it had the Star Wars font. It did. Um, I would yeah. assume that they and would just they just changed it to fighters. fires and straight up tie fighters. But yeah, it's funny that it's it's that if that's what it was actually was supposed to be called Starfire. Paul Rubens, better known as Pee Wee Herman, has a small part as the Pinball City proprietor. Other cameos include John Fielder Fielder as Wally, Wally Thorpe, one of the other tenants, and Marvin Kaplan as the Bonaventure desk clerk. Didn't you say that the voice of or the one one of the tenants that came in to ask Leon what he was doing was Piglet? Yeah. So I'm guessing that's who John Fiedler is. John Fiedler. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> and it, it would make sense because if it was a Disney, Disney product. Yeah. So that... Uh... <laughs> so Starfire. Yeah. The look and feel of Starfire is directly lifted from the movie Star Wars, though the game is not officially licensed. Wow. Yeah. Especially with... The attract mode displays the name Starfire in the same swooping sans serif display typeface used by the Star Wars main titles. The enemy spaceships are TIE fighters, and the player's primary weapon is an array of four lasers that fire in an X pattern 
implying that the player is flying a ship somewhat akin to an X-Wing. The enemy base looks like the Death Star. <laughs> this is just straight up a rip-off of Star Wars. That is how much George Lucas did not give an F. Apparently. He used, used this shit. He was like, whatever. <laughs> Go right ahead. Then later, he's like, oh, you can't even mention Star Wars. I will sue you. <laughs> Droid, don't you dare call them that <laughs> without me being paid for it. That is funny. And uh, and yeah, John Fielder is the voice of Piglet. Boom. He, he was also in 12 Angry Men, which I remember watching and oh, heard the right. voice. Yeah. And I was like, that's Piglet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> um, I think, and Paul Rubens, I mean, this has obviously got to be somewhat near the beginning of his career uh, in, in the giant cowboy hat and, 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 and uh, what are those things chaps the wool chaps or whatever yeah. that he's wearing. Chaps, yeah. uh it's very funny because you think about like you know you know him forever as Pee Wee herman and his original Pee Wee herman uh broadway show or stand-up show was very raunchy uh mm-hmm. in its day so it, it's it's funny that that eventually became a tv or a kid's show because of the of the idea of that he's a grown child uh but mm-hmm. if you see him in his first appearance in like cheech and chong i believe it's a up in smoke mm-hmm. he's this uh, weed smoking like uh weird dude that's that's completely different so uh i don't know to me to see paul rubens outside of the peewee herman persona it's strange yeah. it's it always jarring. Me, it's very jarring yes he's forever peewee herman <laughs> like even like when i realized it watching buffy the vampire slayer the the, the original movie and mm-hmm. you know he's the the vampire with the goatee and the long hair and you're just like, whoa, that's Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so then you have rap duo Helta Skelta sampled the film's theme for their song uh, of the same name. And then Marvin and Adam refer to their yellow vehicle as a Jeep, but it's actually a Toyota. Yes. I mean, so obviously. Like, why... <laughs> Wow. I, it's like Jeep shape. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's like calling all facial tissue Kleenex. Yeah. So. Mm, sure. Oh, let's see. What other special things that they? I mean, because this. I mean, this movie <laughs> is is I don't know, just a very interesting movie. I think in the way that it's it doesn't it just try it tries to throw in these these character. Um, plots, especially with the Adam character of needing to over, not, take his own advice that he gives Flinch and yeah. and get the confidence mm-hmm. to talk to uh, uh, Deborah's character, which I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, and then you got uh, Harold. Is it Laura? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you got uh, uh, Harold's character who uh, is co- apparently constantly re- compared to Adam by his father, so he just <laughs> hates life. So he eats his feelings. Uh, he eats his feelings, and then his girlfriend is constantly trying to get him to to stop eating, and he hates her for it because uh, you know fat people can't stand people that tell them to stop eating. Uh, Midnight Madness' Lex- Le- legacy uh, has inspired many spinoffs and other alternate reality games. Among some of those more pop- popular creations are Midnight Madness Hot Springs, Arkansas, played every December. Midnight Madness, Midnight Madness, Austin, Texas. The Austin game is played 
biannually and was created by several Austin transplants, including two veterans from the Hot Springs game. Uh, Midnight Madness Brevard, Brevard County, Florida, played on a regular basis with multiple games being held each year. (laughs) Midnight Madness VT, Greater Burlington, Vermont, I'm guessing VT, Mm -hmm. uh, runs multiple games per year. Midnight Madness VT on Facebook. Uh, the game, a non-stop 24 to 48 hour puzzle solving race that is currently active in the San Francisco Bay Area and the Seattle area. We need to go find this. Yes. <laughs> we need to make a trip to San Francisco just to be a part of this. Uh, Mike's Hunt, a 24 <laughs> uh, hour game played by the members of the Rutgers University Glee Club has a heavily clue-solving component with the clues leading to the development of a storyline in which the players become involved. Uh, Get a Clue in Atlanta, Georgia, played annually by members of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Marching Band and Friends. Interactive and nerdy clues centering on the theme and storyline led participants around the city and nearby counties. Nice. I can't... See? And people said that they don't know what this movie is. And it is inspired cults. <laughs> it's a good movie. People should watch it. <laughs> know that it's seven hours long. It did <laughs> seem like it took forever. It's it's an hour and fifty two minutes, but it seems really? like yeah, huh? It seemed like even it was two hours forever. long. No, it's not wow. even two hours long. It seemed like they were going in real time. It, it traveling. did. Like it took ride, all night. But my God, it feels <laughs> so slow. <laughs> I wonder why that is. That I mean, in the... also be ready for them to think that PBR is delicious and the best thing in the world. We all know it's disgusting filth. For garbage people. <laughs> like, I know that we, this isn't, like, new to us, with the, especially the VHS gems at this point, because we, ha- we watched Mac and Me, but, like, <laughs> commercials inside movies are so blatant, but, like, the Dr. Pepper, the PBR, uh, I think there was one more, oh, Oreos, kind of. Kind of, yeah. But, like... Nabisco. Yeah, but, but definitely PBR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to that brewery. It's one of the puzzles. It's, yeah, well, one of the puzzles, and he drinks his way out of a vat, and it... Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a whole lot of bad beer. Good you, Lord. you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you've hit rock bottom. When you drink a whole vat of PBR, you have a problem. Uh, Not because you drink a whole vat of beer. Because it was PBR. Because it was PBR, not me. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, what do you suspect is the rating on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie? Ooh. 75. 67. So we were playing... If we were playing Prices Right... Chris would be right because he was the closest mm. without going over, but it's 72%, so you're the closer, Angela. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's very high. It is. That it's is a, a good movie. It's a lot of fun. It's very, it's, it is. And for, for being a PG movie and made and made for teenagers, you know. Although the twins are terrifying. I'm going to hear that their is fucking true. chittering. That is weird. In why, my nightmares why forever. They make that a thing for their character or. If that's just a thing those actresses bring to the table, my God, that is so strange. 
horrific. <laughs> uh, there was, I don't know, we're we're at about mark fifty right now. There's a there's a list on mentalfloss.com of fifteen fun facts about Midnight Madness. Would you like to go through that, or would you like to go to the to the Amazon <laughs> ratings? Ooh, <laughs> uh, Rosemary's Choice. <laughs> I. Oh. <laughs> It doesn't help, but I have the rating. I have uh, one star ratings on Amazon right now. If I see them both at the same time, (laughs) the only correct choice is all the choices. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't look like too many of the the, the, the actual things for um, the 15 fun facts is anything we haven't already gone over. So if you want to see it, it's at mentalfloss.com. You can Google Mental Floss and Midnight Madness. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us a one-star review of this movie, Angela? All right. The longest one is not really that long of the one-star. There's only one, two, three, four one-star reviews. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wait. There's more time? Oh, not that much. Um, about shipping. (laughs) Nope. From from Copy Roostar, the title is A Waste of Time. I'm guessing that many of the other reviewers of this movie are nine years old. If you're thinking, what? if you are a thinking adult human being, this movie is asinine and not worth your time. <laughs> wow! I wish that I could somehow recover the time I spent watching it. Usually, the average Amazon rating is within a star or a star and a half of my personal opinion, but not this one. Sadly, Ed. He said it. Ed, Ed well, was very passionate about his hatred for this movie. Ed is dumb. <laughs> I just like that he the first he needs to start off his 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 uh his opinion based you know score and be like, yep. look, everybody else is just imbeciles for liking this movie. <laughs> yeah. They're all nine year olds. <laughs> uh, let's see, mine from November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine, Amazon customer five star review. Midnight Madness is the ultimate great all nighter. You get home. Uh, you get home from school, and it's about four p.m. You turn the cable box on and put that bad boy on HBO. The next thing you know, it's it it mad it it madness time, it midnight madness time. No, Harold, there aren't any cookies left. Faga beefy, uh, meat machine, meat machine. This is the greatest HBO movie of all time. If you're thinking about buying it, do it. All those '80s memories will come rushing back. Don't deny that inner child. Apparently he doesn't quite understand how HBO works. You can't just turn the HBO on no, to that it, channel and, it, and it's ask always whatever on. we want. No, it's always okay, on. Fair enough. Uh, HBO is always on. HBO is always on. <laughs> uh, but I, I did like the, that he, he knows that you know this is a movie that's going to bring back the nostalgia. Do you have another one star review? Um, yeah, I can go for with another one. Um, this one's. From Furman from October 30th, 2013. Title, Remembered it being a bit cheesy from my childhood, but... Dot, dot, dot. Holy cow, it is bad. <laughs> I mean, you almost have to watch it to appreciate just how terrible it, this is. Words can't describe it. <laughs> so, mean, so that's he ended not a one-star review. No, I think this. Like, he doesn't understand that he he thinks it's so bad that he actually likes it. He doesn't understand right? that. Yeah. So he's writing there. He's like, uh, one star. I I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't know how. To but I'm gonna give this. it a three-star review <laughs> with my actual words. 
He's like, everybody's going to like it. So, I mean... <laughs> I I mean, nobody's well, gonna be... like it. <laughs> well, this way he got he got to get his one star review read instead of he the did. person who has a three star <laughs> review. We just skipping over. Oh man, <laughs> he, he worked in the system. He, he is <laughs> my five star review. We have here is uh, from Bill Lumberg. I'm I'm assuming probably not the character from Office Space. Oh, uh, September twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen. So bad that it's great. Uh, the best bad movie out there. I remember watching this as a kid and thinking to myself, why isn't there more of this? It's harmless, entertaining dribble. It's cheesier than a cheddar out there, any, than any cheddar out there. I honestly can, can't explain why I love this movie so much. It's classic that never gets old to me. Who wouldn't want to be in a citywide scavenger hunt set in the late 70s, early 80s? No internet, no GPS, just madcap antics to guide you. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's yeah. not wrong, but Harold kind of had the internet at the beginning. Kind of. Until his, his food addiction gets the better of him, and and you can't put marshmallows inside of a computer. You can't. Oh. Especially a computer back in the late 70s, they early 80s. They got very hot. They got very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that the, the, the people they who... went in in a bag, but then... Uh, the bag that was probably all exploded. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything melted. I, I mean, I'm guessing, uh, you know... I would be upset with the people that installed the computer because they made it so that that part wasn't even screwed it down. Right. You know? It's just poor planning. It's poor planning. I mean, from a maintenance perspective, it makes a lot of sense. It helps, but uh, I would... A couple of screws, though. Yeah, but see, as the maintenance guy, I know that user is going to be... Putting food oh, yeah. near there. Oh man, they're I gonna mess around. That bitch exactly. down so tight. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so we'll get to the end. Basically, did this movie hold up? For me, yes and no. I still like the whole idea of the clues and stuff like that. I think maybe as a kid, I thought they were they were more extravagant clues, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what was a bigger thing for me. So. Uh, uh, the movie doesn't quite hold up in that aspect, but I did like. I still, I still think I had a good time watching it. Maybe it's because I watched it with you guys who had never seen it, and we were making our own little jokes. But uh, I did enjoy it, and I would recommend it to people if they liked this type of movie. Yes, Angel. Um, you know, I. I it, it seems like a movie that would happen, like you know, that somebody would write, you know, at this time, especially especially Disney, and it has like really. Um, you know, stereotypical characters mm-hmm. and all that. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think I would really recommend it. Um, I mean, there, there is kind of like a following now, like with, with, uh, with those, those Midnight Madness, uh, um, ARG they, games. Yeah, ARG games. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be the first movie I would, I would recommend. Um, like, cause in the, in the beginning it, I think it like sped too fast. I didn't really knew. I didn't really know the characters that well, that to really want to root for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Well, you can kind of guess who is going to win <laughs> just by how you know the much more attention that is given, right. much more kind of heartfelt things. But still, even then, I didn't. Ha- I really had no care for any of the characters, and like everything just started happening quickly. Um, it and yeah, like so. I'm going to say I'm not going to recommend it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Chris? 
Yes, watch it. Watch it? It's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I, I you know, I, It feels long, though. It does feel so long. Good God. That was weird. Uh, I, I do want to say, though, we did skip, we did skip over with the, our, all of our how this movie bashes nerds. The lead nerd in the white team does get to basically go out with the sorority girl. I mean, they, they kind of... They kind of hook up, or they kind of become a couple by the end of the movie. Yeah. So that, they did it before uh, Revenge of the Nerds, where the Boom. the head nerd got to be with the sorority girl. So true. <laughs> Without compromising his ways, he's still going to be a nerd. He's still going to be debating things. Uh, I, yeah, that, that, that all happens. That all happens in this movie. Uh, I I do think it was funny what you were saying, Angela. You don't really connect with any of the characters. I think probably the character you connect most with is probably Michael J. Fox's character. I would say that might have to do with the fact that he's probably the best actor out of the, the whole group of actors in this movie. Yeah, especially now Damn. since you know who Michael J. Fox is. Exactly. So. He's the only one that goes on to have a career. <laughs> uh, we didn't even get to the point where cops don't really give a crap about anything that's going on in this game. They nope. kind of gloss over it all. But security guards, man, do they take their job seriously. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there's a security guard in the hotel. The Adventure. LaFour. <laughs> basically, LaFour is from Mallrats. He looks like he carries around a nightstick throughout the whole thing, and he's ready to cornhole somebody. He had a goddamn revolver, <laughs> <laughs> so, ready to go. So that's that's just some of the stuff that we didn't even get to. Uh, if you've seen this movie, please talk to us about it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, take Chris and my advice and watch it, or or you know, don't take Angel's advice. Don't watch it and, and just read about it. <laughs> just, just don't take my advice. <laughs> He said, "Or don't take oh. your advice." But yes, the way he sounded, the way he said it, it did sound like, "Don't listen, to Angela." She doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, so uh, there you go. You, 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 another VHS gem in the in the bag, and uh, we will be off to watch the next one uh, if we can get to it, if we can find it. It's kind of like the A Team. If if you can find if you can find them, you too can uh, hire the A-team. Uh, let's see, what do we have left that is on the list? And what <laughs> is... Movies. Huh? My movies. I and think one of mine. Yeah, one of Angela's and, and yours, and then two of the listener-based ones. So we have The Wizard, Problem mm-hmm. Child, Felix the Cat, Happily Ever After, Monster Squad, and Kroll. And man, am I still... <laughs> Oh, dreading crawl when that happens. <laughs> it's going to happen right now. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Random.org goes one through six. Come on, people. Roll. Hope for not a six. Roll. Not six. Not <laughs> six. Three. Oh. <laughs> so Felix that would be Felix the Cat. Was that, nice. was that one of yours? Yes, it is. Okay. God, I used to rent that movie all the time. So what what year is that? Is uh, that Felix the Cat? I mean, because I imagine there's lots of Felix the Cat. 1985? Some, no, probably 87. Somewhere around there. There's 91? a 1958. Nope, not that one. 1992? Probably that one. 1988? Maybe that one. <laughs> Okay, 1992 was a video game, so I'm guessing 1988 is the one you're talking about. Probably. It's the movie. Felix the Cat, the movie. Yes, that's the one. All right, well, there you go. Felix the Cat, the movie from 1988. Uh, If you haven't watched it, get on it. If you have watched it, write us something about it so that we know what to expect uh, when it comes around, when we get to watching it. And uh, 
we would love to hear about it. So there you have it. Angela, would you like to give out your social media? Um, I am Flower Wreath Tales. <laughs> try, try spelling that. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chris? Uh, wizard, W-W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. That's on Twitter, and I am at agent Things. of underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we have Geekly at Geekly Radio on Twitter, Geekly Radio on Instagram. Geekly Radio is our Facebook page, and geeklyradio.com is our website where you can get some of our archived podcasts and uh, some other things that we have going on, sometimes on contests, sometimes information about cons that we're going to do. And if, if uh, we hadn't said it on this one yet, but, you know, we had a great time at the uh, Yuma County Library Free Comic Day Comic Con of 2016. Uh, we had lots of people yeah. come out and see us and talk to us and, and, join, and join in on our panel, so it was a great time. Uh, you guys had a good time, too, I assume? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah, we had a, we had a great time. We hope to do more things like that. If there is a con that you would like us to try and get to, you can drop drop that a line on us, and uh, probably on our Facebook page would probably be the best place to get a hold of us. But until get until next time, this is VHS Gems on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out, Leon. <laughs> we now return you to your regularly scheduled program.